What's up, everybody? Andrew Vost, Iris Burton. We got a guest here. I'll introduce her here in a minute. Uh, this is Success Direct Podcast, bringing you all things, talking about the shit people don't want to talk about, getting real, different opinions. We bring uh, successful people on here, or people that is have that overcome stuff up? that have made a uh, negative into a positive or just absolutely crushing life. So uh, like, share, comment, share with somebody if you feel like you got value out of this. Uh, create a meme of Iris or I. We love those things. Tag us, if you will. Uh, and I'm wearing a Florida hat because we are recording this uh, day after Ian hit Florida. So we're supporting Florida. So if you got any um, foundations or you're doing any physical work or monetary donations or running any campaigns or anything, share them with us. We'd love to get those out to the public. Uh, we are going to vet them. So if you got any information on them, we would appreciate it. Um, but yeah, we have a special guest today, Michelle Nuttall, right? From our real estate team. Hey, hey, hey. Um, and she is on a real estate team. She's been absolutely crushing it. She's one of our favorite people. She's a, she's a jack of all trades, band, uh, karate, super mom, you know, all those things. So, um, and she has a pretty incredible story that I had no clue about. So I was like, man, we need to get her on the podcast. If she's gonna, if she's willing to share her story because we've all been through shit and how we respond and recover is, is what defines us. Our past does not define us. Our present and future defines us. So um, just wanted to get on here, share her story. Uh, Michelle, how's it going? Good. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Um, yeah. 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 Excited to have you. Thank you. Well, I'd yeah. like to um, share an incident with everybody that happened to me in the past. Um, I always thought I strived to make good decisions. We all try to think that we try to make good decisions every day. Um, but the truth is, we can never see the unexpected coming. Um, and even when we think we're making good decisions, you know, it's not always for the best. I was in my 20s and I was walking home. Um, it was about 9 o'clock at night. I had was at the local pub, so I brought my car home, which was about a block away. So I figured, what harm could it be at 9 o'clock at night to walk home one block? Um, it's on a early Main Street, um, there was a guy with a gun in the back of his waist that was kicked out of this local pub. And when I was walking home, I was on the street, saw this guy coming out of the apartments about 100 yards away. And so I watched him, you know, always be aware. And I watched him go clear over to another street. And so I turned around and I swear it was one second. And he had me behind the neck with the gun, 44 mag, dragging me into that building. And so um, we got into that building and he threw me down the stairs and he wanted to sexually assault me. Um, and so nobody knows what you're going to say at that point. I mean, and at that point, I didn't have a family. I didn't have any children. Um, so my reaction was no. Um so he didn't like that, so he took his 44 mag and kept smashing me in the face with it. He had me on the ground, and so um, I took several, several blows 
from that gun. And then I realized, well, he'd have to get off me if I told him, okay, you can sexually assault me. So when he did, I ran. And then a second guy stopped me and put my head through a window, threw me back down the stairs and continued to hit me with that gun in the face. Then um, I was kind of blurry. And then I heard somebody say the cops were coming and then a gunshot went off. Well, evidently that gunshot was the hole in the wall behind where my head was, which I found out many years later. So he left, ran out the back and um, I ran out the front delirious, just not even knowing where I was going, trying to get back to that local pub so I could get help. And a GI stopped me and he was, I was screamed at him and said, just, that's it, just take me, whatever. And so he helped me back to the pub. In the meantime, the, the criminal went out the back door and a cop was doing a DUI check. So we happened to be right there. And he stopped the kid and said, hey, I want to ask you some questions. And then he shot the cop point blank. Um. Luckily, the cop had his vest on. So that saved his life, but it went through his hand. So he was in the hospital with me as well. Um, he was in the same hospital with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we spent we spent the next three years um, meeting and um, getting ready for trial to put this guy away. Um, the, the guy got away at first, and then... Um, he threw his gun away. Well, since the cop was shot, the cops went on 24-7 search for this guy. And um, long story short, they got him. And he never left again. And he got 49 years to life for me and 49 years to life for the police officer. And then uh, Jersey police officers, the state troopers were in the courtroom as well. And they were ready to take him back to Jersey because he was wanted there. So if he ever got out here, he would be going straight back. But I got a letter last week that his first potential parole's in 53, 2050. Fucking disgusting. They should, they should just kill the dude. In my yeah. opinion, there's there's certain things, and I don't. When I say this, I just there's bad people just need to be done with like that's like it's just that's just disgusting if anybody we were just having a conversation on our other podcast and i'm like talking about a different topic but this is another one that just disgusts me a guy with power and not even his hands has to use a foreign object like a gun to instill fear in somebody it's just disgusting it's like one of the biggest uh, I could use a bunch of other words, but I don't know how Michelle feels about my mouth. Uh, but, uh, so I, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just weak. It's just, the it's the, yeah, it's disgusting. So I do have a question. All right. So you're in that moment and it sounds like you went into fight or flight mode, right? You're like, okay. So you're going through like that decision matrix in your head. You're like, okay. So if I tell him he can have what he wants, then he's going to loosen up his grip a little bit. Give me a little bit of space and I can like bounce out. I can get out of there. Right. So I think fighter, is that like what you went in? You went in like fight or flight, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, like it wasn't working. Any training? 
I didn't want to get knocked out and I didn't want to go out cold. So I was like, I've got to do something. And I didn't have any training at the time, none whatsoever. And so um, that was the best defense I could come up with to give me some space to try and run. And how old were you, Michelle, at the time when that happened? 20, it was 96. So I was about 28, 27. Oh my That's gosh. scary. I mean, I just, does that affect you, um, like, when you're out showing houses? Because I know you show, like, all over um, Pueblo, everywhere in Colorado, it seems like. Does that, um, like, because I know I get nervous if I'm meeting someone that I've never met. I try to run them through lending first. But, like, how does that affect you now, like, in your business in real estate? Without my um, martial arts training that I picked up four years ago, I probably would have never got into real estate. Um, that incident just changed. From the moment I woke up the next day, it changed my life forever. I was fearful. I, was, I lost confidence. Um, I didn't go out at night for probably 10 years in the dark. I was just, I was, you know, I try to block things. I, I like to think I'm a very strong willed person and, but every two months, three months, um, the DA would call me back into the police station and have me relive the whole story again and bring it all back out. Um, and it went on for three years until we went to trial because he kept pleading. He was insane. He'd fire his public. His insane. He needs to be done. He needs, why are we wasting our, our tax dollars on this dude? Dude needs to get what he got. He put out. And he needs to get, I don't know. I just, I think the whole like judicial system as far as, and I, I can't speak for everything. I just, like if someone's going to do that to another human being, like this is why we need to, I feel like we need to go back to the values in the, the Bible. It's like eye for an eye. That's like, right. I you know, that's like, okay. Yeah. Like I'm, that's, and, and a lot of people that are, you know, preaching that America has lost its way or the world kind of from the Bible, it's because of these things. Like, why doesn't he deserve the same thing he did to you? Like, you know, like if I steal something, like, I, I don't know, you steal something, right? Even in a Disney movie, like Aladdin, right? They, <laughs> that remember when, remember when he went and stole his, uh, the bread and the guy was like off with his hand. Right. Or something like that. Like, you know, that's like raising like, children. I mean, when you raise yeah. a child, if they don't take their dirty dishes to the sink, you don't take their car away. You make them do their dishes for a week. Everybody's. Yeah. Dishes. Yeah. And it's just like, I, there's a, there's gotta be a point in time. And I know we, I, we're not in the murder business, right? We're not trying to, I'm not saying that we just need to go around and start murdering, murdering people for, mistakes but this doesn't sound this wasn't a mistake this is a calculated action yeah it's deliberate action that sounds like and i don't know his background but it sounds like he's a repeat criminal right and probably a similar thing I, I would guess cousin. he did what exactly he actually raped his cousin in new jersey and she had two kids yeah so why are we um <sighs> So why are we wasting dollars and time and energy on this when the guy could just be gone? I don't mm -hmm. know. Like, I don't, I, 
maybe it's maybe that's a cynical way to look at it but like if that ever happened to my daughter or someone that i was extremely close with probably wouldn't have to worry about a trial Mm -hmm. you know i i would have he would just end up with the gators Mm -hmm. swimming with the fishes swimming with the fishes you think you can kick andrew's ass with your martial arts skills me probably no we're not taught to kick ass we're taught to survive well, yeah. I would, <laughs> I would like to see. No, I'm just we're, kidding. We're taught to restrain as well. I could probably restrain him. That'd be interesting. He would have That's to, like you know, like I don't know, being like, I have a gun, but I don't like. I'm not just gonna be carrying it around like just to go do showings and stuff. But maybe I should take oh. a martial arts class. Yeah, you, I mean, there's a lot of good. Everyone should. Yeah. yeah. So my daughter's in jujitsu. Um, I, my leg's pretty injured right now. Like I re-injured it last night. So I'm going to hold off on that just because I'm like, I don't know. It's like a tendon. I think it's an AC. It's some type of CL because um, it's the outside. But I, yeah, I agree. Like in, in the army, what do they teach us? They teach us a form of combatives and we, they do it with or without weapons. Right. So like if somebody's like approaching you with a pistol, Oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Krav Maga, uh, Gracie. With, the military. When they go to I combat. Mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not a pro at it. I went level three, and there's four levels. Um, but basically, yeah, it's just, it's just defense. It's no like, it's no ass kicking, right? Like you see on a Karate <laughs> Kid. It's more like, hey, somebody points a gun in your face, you. You grab the gun, you put it out of the direction and you just, and then you, but you get away the point. Well, I would probably execute, but I would probably take him out, him or her. Throw the gun. And I would would flee. But (laughs) all right. So Michelle, um, so like we talked a little bit about how it, it's shaped your, you know, your life and how for those 10 years, what were you doing in those 10 years? Like, were you, were you having to go to counseling? Were you doing other activities? I know you said you couldn't go out or you didn't really go out at night and which such a, I blocked it. I blocked it a lot. Um, when When I realized you had to start dealing with it. When I had my son, when he was born, um, my husband was gone on weekends a lot. We live out here in outskirts in the County. We have no houses in front of us or on the side of us. And at night when my infant, when he was an infant sleeping, I would hear noises outside and I would get my shotgun and I would like open the curtains a little bit and like have the shadow of the shotgun and stand by the curtains just to try and scare them away. I mean, I was just, I had just, now I had to protect. Now I had a son. And so um, as he grew Christmas time, we'd have to go Christmas shopping. I would have the security guards walk me back to the car at night in the dark. I'd do that by myself at night. Um, it, I just dealt with it the best I could and blocked what I could. And then um, my son was getting bullied in school, in elementary school. And so um, he had tried all these sports. And so I said, well, you're going to start some martial arts. Maybe it'll build your confidence, not to beat it up, but to build your confidence. 
And so he was, he was really reluctant. He doesn't like confrontation. He doesn't like one-on-one combat. And so um, he did it. I said, you have to get your first belt. You can quit after that, whatever you want to do. He decided once he got his first belt, he stayed all the way up to his black belt. And so I got to know the family in seven years very well that own Champions Martial Arts. And so they knew my story. And, they, and I said, well, if Taylor succeeds and gets his black belt, I will step on those mats and I will start. And she held me to it. Wow. And I was in my later 40s. But within two weeks, um, I, I felt so much. I felt this confidence. Not that I could, like, hurt anybody. Not that I'd ever want to. Just that I could. These three guys were coming at me in the middle of the day over by Harbor Freight. You know that area? Airport and Circle. Mm-hmm. And it was the middle of the day. I was getting something out of my tailgate. And here come these three guys. And they were staring at me and walking towards me. And I just turned around and just looked at them back. And then looked away. and looked. So they knew I was aware of them. But I was not jumping in the car, running, hiding. For the first time, I didn't feel like a victim anymore. Yeah. And that was my turning stone. Right there. So well, I um, I did want to ask you, like, I mean, from then to now, like, do you feel like your mindset is different? Do you still struggle with, with it at all? Like, confidence or just, like, fear? Living in fear? No. Or are you just going into life like you're a freaking badass and you can take on the world like. (laughs) I want to. I will. It took over the last four years. I mean, I what, you know, all the fear didn't just dissipate. Um, As I was training for the last four years, we get into certain situations like a year into it. One of the instructors said, okay, lay on the ground. I'm going to put a gun to your head, and I'm going to show you how to get out of that situation. Well, I didn't even know anything about PTSD. Is that what it's called? Um, I just started crying, and I went in the office. I was like, I can't go back out there. I never never had an episode like that. So without unwillingly, I was still struggling, and I probably am at some level, but I'm able to do that exercise now without – running or fear um now i want to learn that i i want to be put in all the situations with the strongest men in class to make sure that these moves work and that my confidence builds so it's a it's a journey and it's a growing experience but i have come a long way you know um i love that it's um one of my mentors one time i was at a conference listening to him speak uh, name is Troy Brown and, uh, he was on stage and he put a diagram up and it said, uh, danger is real. Fear is a choice. Mm-hmm. And it just stuck with me. Right. And it was more so they weren't talking about the danger or the fear that you necessarily have. It was talking about more like going after your business wants and goals, right? Like you can either make those phone calls or you can let that that fear that you've created in your head right. because somebody on the opposite side of the phone, 99.9999% chance are not a danger to you. They are not going to kill you for calling them, yeah. right? So um, that's kind of where he's going with that. But like that fear was put 
put in your head from that actual danger that you were in. Right. So it's crazy. Like, um, just the mindset that could be like forced on people, um, or that can be built based off mm-hmm. these events. Like, and I, and PTSD is real. Um, mm-hmm. I probably have some form of it a little bit, uh, cause I don't like having my, like, I'm always looking at people's like their hips. I'm always looking at their backside. I'm always seeing if they're carrying a gun. It may look like that I'm looking at a dude's butt, but I'm not. I'm like looking to see if he's got something behind him. Cause I'm always, I'm always packing either in my car or on me or somewhere, my house, like everything. I always got a gun somewhere. Um, so, but, and, and I, but I wasn't like that before I joined the military. So it was, it's more like, but spending all those times over with Afghanistan or in Afghanistan with Afghans that I, I freaking don't trust as far as I can throw them. Um, you know, I was always on like high alert. So that's, that's, so I do want to, so, okay. So now we're here. How did, how did you get here? How did you pick real estate? How'd you get into this? And like, what, what? from your past do you take into your business mindset and like your work ethic and how you like do your daily stuff? Um, well, utmost I'm a firm believer in, um, I have high morals and integrity. Um, where I came from in Rhode Island, um, the way I was raised, the only way to go is the honest way. Um, I love people. I've always been with, involved with people. My family's in real estate. My uncle owned a real estate company called Deprete Realty and Deprete Insurance in Rhode Island. Oh, Providence. It was in Providence. And um, I remember growing up, him always running around, always late. Um, The funny stories he had about showing houses and clients. And so it's always been kind of in the back of my mind, real estate. So when I got out here, a friend of mine, I saw got a real estate license and just like a light bulb came on um, and it was like, you know what? I would be a really good realtor. I have a lot of sphere. I have a lot of connections. I love, I talk to people in the stores every day. I don't think I go in one store without meeting somebody and talking to them. So I started thinking about all that and how I can help people. And so that's, I thought I would, I, I would be great at it. It's, um, you know, I wouldn't make phone calls a year ago, but I think about my getting over my fear of my incident years ago. Um, and I, I could make a phone call with, I mean, compared to what I've been through. And so now today, well, even knocking on doors, not a problem anymore. I What would you, um, I mean, this is, it's when I first heard this, the story, I thought, I was like, they got to be messing with me. This can't be real. This is—is is this like a—is uh, it April yet? Is it like April Fools? Because like I would have had no idea. And I think it's, for one, I think it's disgusting what that guy did. And I think that guy's a pussy, and he would never do that to me. Uh, so he he went to a lady that was smaller than him, but now that lady could beat the shit out of him, which is awesome. So, uh, but it's just disgusting. People like that just disgust me. Um, but I just think it's incredible um, where you are now. Cause I think that's it. 
Um, I don't think there's probably some people that would never would have never recovered from that. So what would you give? What advice would you give to somebody that has either gone through something similar or even any type of trauma? And it doesn't have to be, you know, geared towards women. It could be women, men, children, anybody that has has dealt with trauma um, in any form or fashion. Like what what would you be what would be some tips to get through that? Um, and whether that's Krav Maga, fitness, you know, stuff like that, whatever. What, what do you recommend? Or how did, how should they get through it? Talk about it, obviously, right? Everybody's different. Everybody handles things differently. So first they need to determine um, if some, if it's affecting their life. Is it stopping them from going to the store? Is it stopping them from reaching for their dreams and becoming a realtor or any other field? Um, and if it is and they can't get past it, I first recommend speaking to someone. Um, whether it's a family member or professional. Um, on the other hand, if you are handling it, think you're handling it, um, you never really are. Um, so you do need some self-defense, whether you speak with the counselor or not. I think everybody in the world needs some kind of self-defense because the world, unfortunately, is going in a direction and it's not getting better. Um, it's just it just still blows my mind today the people how they can have no heart and no soul and no conscience for what they do they're demonic um, i'm like they are, i feel like they just have to be demonic uh, i just think that i yeah, go back to there's the a giant spiritual the, battle happening in right, the world right too, now the evil is walking the earth just as well as the thing it is working yeah that's what i, I think I'm so glad you brought that up because I think I'm glad we're talking about this because we talked about this in our last episode too, and we should probably continue to talk about it because it's, it's crazy. Like there is our, our people are under attack and it is from the evil, right? Like it's because we stopped talking. Um, st we stopped talking about God we stopped, you know, having those conversations. Like, I don't even think they make you swear on the Bible in court anymore, do they? I don't think so. Like, like those simple things. Um, I don't, I don't know. On dollars, do they it's still have in God we trust? Yeah, the allegiance. Like, there's those little disciplines and those tasks that are allowing the evil to come back, like, just full force into our lives. And our people are under attack spiritually. And if people don't wake the fuck, wake up, um, by the way, I cuss a lot on this thing, Michelle. So it's like my outlet. So, uh, so I can just, but if people don't wake up and fucking get with reality, like they are like, before you know it, there's going to be more evil than there's going to be good walking around and we're going to be overpowered and we're going to lose our shit. So I don't know. Just. That's another reason to be in martial arts just doesn't teach you the um, physical aspects of it. It teaches you the spiritual. When I was in real estate school, um, I took a break from martial arts, which I regretted um, because it would have helped me spiritually. I missed it spiritually. And just like real estate and a lot of other assets of our life, we want to be better people all the time. And martial arts helps us with that as well. 
And so that is my end goal is to become a sensei. And hopefully if I save one person from what I went through, then my journey has been complete and I'd be very happy. And that's my end goal. I want to help as many people as I can to not have to go through what I went through. It's incredible. Um, I know um, I appreciate you sharing your story. Yeah. Um, again, it's still, bl- I, I'm like almost, I, I'm still mind blown that this actually happened. Cause I like watch law and order and I watch like all these other crime shows. And I'm Stop like, SVU. Cause I mean, you actually went through it. I was scared to go outside just cause I watched like a scary movie or SVU. Like I wouldn't go outside for two weeks at night <laughs> to watch, but yeah. 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 But yeah, if you're, um, if you're a woman, if you're a guy, if you're a kid, you should be doing something that will teach you self-defense, whether that is um, weapon handling lessons, karate, or jujitsu, or Krav Maga, or whatever. Um, and plus, you'll get a great workout for most of those things. So fitness should be a key discipline in your life anyways. Um, so... I appreciate you coming on, Michelle. I know you had a closing statement. Uh, did oh, you want to? But I do okay, want to say right. thing. If anybody else yeah. has gone through this and is holding it inside, I am always available to talk to. I would be happy. Do you want to be brave and put your number on here? Or do you want to just give them like your email? Probably email. Yeah, that'll work. All if right. I respond that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to say it audibly because it's a podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if anybody wants to reach out to me, I will give you my phone number. Just send me an email. Um, it's michelle at prosperitygroupco.com. Cool. Cool. Michelle Thank at you. prosperitygroupco.com. Michelle, uh, we are honored to have you share your story. It's freaking incredible. Um of people, I don't think, um, have ever gone through something that traumatic, or if they have, they wouldn't be willing to share that story. Um, because you know, it sucks, you know, there's probably shit in my life that I don't want to share. So, um, I think that is, there's a ton of courage and you're brave for actually sharing it and moving on and not moving on because you don't, you don't, you don't dwell on the past. You learn from the past. Right. And that's what you did. So, um, yeah, thank you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Iris. It was an honor to be here. All right. Um, all right. So if you got some value out of this, like, share, comment, um, create a meme of us. We'd love to see it, hear from you. And again, um, for the next couple of weeks, we are going to be, um, if you know anybody that's supporting Hurricane Ian and its survivors and the damage down there, Please uh, share how you're doing so, how we can help, uh, any funds that are being run and stuff like that. We'd love to push them out because uh, I do believe Florida is America's state, but I, I'm biased. What? I got two Coloradians right here. So, uh, yeah, watch your uh, mouth. No, I've I like tried Colorado too. other places, but I don't know. It's like, it's like I can't because as soon as you come in and I just did a video about this. But as soon as you come in and you see that welcome to Colorado Springs sign or the mountains, it's just, I get emotional. I don't know. It's weird. Is that how you I feel know. about I love, I mean, I love, I love Colorado too. So I, it's actually has half my, 
half my heart and soul there. I love it there. Uh, but Florida, Florida, you know. Do you feel that way in Colorado? You like? I do. I do. I go back to New England um, quite a bit, and um, I love New England, but I really love Colorado. I've been here since '91, and when I when I come home from vacation back to Colorado, it's like I'm going back on vacation because I'm like, oh, thank God, in Colorado, the space. I'm like so glad to be home. <laughs> Yeah, it is pretty incredible. It's an amazing state. And uh, yeah, they're, they're doing a lot of cool stuff to kind of be. Uh, anyways, we'll talk about that. About, uh, crypto and Colorado and stuff like that. But yeah, again, like, share, comment. Love to have um, if you know anybody that should be on the show um, or has if you have any topics you want to talk about, please share. them. we'd love to love to hear what you guys got. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Thanks.